I'm Jasmine. I'm Alyssa. I'm Rhiannon. And this is Book Book Between Sisters. doing good good uh, how are you guys doing good good let's say you're angry you said or not happy you're not happy not happy about this book it gave me trust issues <laughs> i already had trust issues but it made my trust issues worse <laughs> well do should we blink twice if you need help from aj <laughs> I, I feel like I still don't know that I believe the ending of this book. Yeah, it was interesting for sure. Yeah. But we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys do anything fun this week? I didn't really do much this week. I caught up on some housework and um, did some reading. Yeah, other than that, I didn't really do much. Oh, I did. I did work a little bit. Um, I read our upcoming. I started reading. Uh, it ends with us again because I was like, might as well get ahead of it. So, um, since we're about to review that one, yeah. So, yep. Started Very on cool. that, and I love it just as much as I did the first time yeah, I read I it. Time. <laughs> I can't believe it's already going to be October. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it doesn't feel like it. Like our, It's weird for the weather to be as nice as it has been this far into September. Yeah. Like we're it's nice. I'm not complaining. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, for sure. But it's just strange because it doesn't feel like September. Yeah. Can you guys believe we've been doing podcasts for three months now? Almost four. Oh, uh, three. Wow. Maybe like more like three. Yeah. We're practically veterans. <laughs> <laughs> Time yeah. is flying. I was on another podcast this past weekend. I went on a Stranger Things podcast and Ooh. talked about the finale episode. How did that go? It was good. It was in, it was interesting to um to do that just to not, you know, I'm used to being with you guys and you're my sisters and stuff, so it's easy. But um, the the girl that runs that podcast, it's Ham Radio, a Stranger Things podcast. And um, yeah, she was super good at what she does and asking questions, keeping the conversation going. So yeah, it was really fun. You, you're not going anywhere, Jess. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, but it was kind of fun. No, that's good. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, interested to see how it turns out. (laughs) Yeah, when is that one? Do you know when it's going to air? She mentioned probably towards middle of October-ish. So I'll definitely let you guys know when it is. Yeah, Yeah. I'm super curious. Yeah, me too. Going back to like my whole, I don't feel like I have a lot of deep things to contribute and stuff. 
I definitely have that feeling with with this, but mm-hmm. I just I'm sure you did know. great. Yeah. <laughs> well, it will be uh, something to hold over your head when the new episodes come out. Where it's like you were, wrong. <laughs> you were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You're probably yeah. right. Maybe. But we'll, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what are your guys' like I know we're not a Stranger Things podcast, but do you guys have any like a big theory that you have? Mm-hmm. Well, mine was is probably a really stupid theory, but it made me um when the demigorgons did I even say that right? I don't know. Demigorgons. Um organs when they were on the table they had like cut them open and stuff i was like hmm it seems weird like maybe these are humans and especially because uh vecna um he was a human and he went into uh he turned into this like monster and so maybe it was other humans possibly i don't know just a theory weird yeah yeah but then it kind of the there was that uh, um the was that season two yeah i think it was season two when um wow i'm blanking on names curly hair boy <laughs> really cute curly hair boy oh uh dustin i can think of his real name G- gayton yeah no, dustin. dustin yeah yeah um when he found that little baby demogorgon oh so i guess that. that that kind of does discredit my whole theory yeah I'm really curious. This probably isn't going to happen, but I'm very curious to see if um I'm also blanking on names for some reason. Well, uh nope. the other Mike. one in the group, Mike. No, Redhead. Oh. I just want to call her by her actual name, Sadie. Max. Um Max, yeah. Max. Um, I'm curious to see if Max will develop some sort of powers, maybe because of the fact that um, Eleven kind of saved her life in a mm. however she did that. Yeah, yeah. They. I'm sure that they're definitely gonna hopefully talk more about Will's connection as well yeah. because they don't they have never really fully went into it um they just kind of like show him like he obviously has the hairs on the back of his head will like um stand up but then they yeah they just don't really talk super a whole lot about it yeah a whole lot about yeah his full what his full connection with that is i'm so. curious to see if yeah they'll do something with that as well because they haven't really played a lot on that mm-hmm I'm just excited in general. I'm also scared because because of this is the finale, I'm scared that they're going to kill off some of the main characters oh. and I'm not ready for that. I thought you might, you were just scared for it to be over. <laughs> I'm scared of that too. I don't want it to end. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. Well, we're not a Stranger Things podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. If you are interested in a Stranger Things podcast... Ham Radio, a Stranger Things podcast, is a great one to listen to. Um, But about our book, so we are talking about the final half of Behind Closed Doors by B.A. Paris. What what are your guys' initial feelings having finished this book? Well, we know Alyssa's. (laughs) (laughs) 
angry angry <laughs> what about you um i i liked the ending i thought it was a very fitting ending yeah i would agree that it was a fitting ending but nonetheless <laughs> it left me with a lot of trust issues yeah well where we left off last week was um they had just got done visiting millie and uh they were able or her and and um wow now i'm blanking on names grace <laughs> were able to get away in a hotel bathroom and have some private alone time to talk we learned that jack had pushed millie down the stairs the day of their wedding and uh we also you know get clued in on the George Clooney thing. So uh, Grace doesn't want Millie to give away that Jack's a bad guy because it'll really hurt their case of trying to get out of this situation. And so she says, I like Jack. I hate George Clooney. <laughs> so Everybody hates George Clooney. I don't hate <laughs> George Clooney. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not that good. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, where we begin is uh, talking about Jack and Grace going to Esther and Rufus's house. And Esther and Rufus, we were introduced to at the beginning of the book, where they were at a dinner party at Jack and Grace's. And Esther's pretty wise to things. She picks up on things, uh, well, seemingly. She seemingly is picking up on just Jack and Grace are just too perfect. There's something weird here. It just doesn't feel right. What do you guys think about Esther? Like her questions uh, that she would ask or things like that. I, I love Esther. Yeah, I was like, I really like that she did that because she did seem like she was picking up a lot of things that grace couldn't really say like out loud but like she she would read her facial expressions and like even when she like hesitated she would pick it up like she was she was really smart yeah and i like that she like tried to push the boundaries but not too far mm -hmm. like to the point where jack wasn't like obviously there is the, the time at the restaurant where she was like questioning him and he was just kind of like mm, you asked too many questions type thing <laughs> but for the most part she was very good at being subtle and um just trying to like figure things out on her own without asking too many questions to fill in the spaces yeah. so very very smart cookie you are esther yeah, yeah. Esther's the friend that everybody needs. <laughs> mm -hmm. I felt like very early on, especially from that lunch date that they that they had. I think even from the very beginning of the book, she kind of suspected that something was really off. Like it, it's a little bit too perfect, and they just seemed to act a little bit strange for a couple that seemed too perfect. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yep. that's true. Uh, it's interesting also because we left off having uh, had that book delivered by Esther, quote, by Esther, mm -hmm. that Esther had suggested for Grace to read. And uh, Grace was put in that little bit of a dilemma of, you know, 
was this actually Esther who circled these words about, do you need help? Or was it Jack trying to trip her up? Because we learned through the book that Jack gets his rocks off by getting her into positions where she messes up and then he can punish her. And she became wise to it. So uh, we do find out it was Jack, in fact, because she talks about, she she basically says it to him like, you know, you're mad that you didn't get to trip me up with that one. And he's like, oh, you're getting too clever. So that moment, my heart sank because I'm like, man, I was really hoping it was Esther that was mm-hmm. like reaching out as an SOS, but it probably yeah. wouldn't have ended well if right. she did. <laughs> yeah. No, I think Esther was kind of too smart for that too because he probably figured that well she and she observed that jack had a really um tight hold on grace and or and always was keeping an eye on her so she probably knew better than to do something like that i feel like yeah makes me think like is there a point where she would have tried to like step in at all you know, like if if Jack would have been able to finish his plans and, you know, have Millie move in with them and all of that and, you know, her not be able to come around anymore or them suddenly move or whatever the case might have been. I wonder if she would have like and like, no, something. Yeah, this is really not right. Like somebody needs to look into this. I feel like she would have only because of like further things in the book kind of reveal that she probably would have and I can touch more on that a little bit later but there's things like in particular later on in the book where it's like yeah I feel like they would have at one point stepped in or at least Esther would have stepped in yeah I think so too I just don't like she obviously didn't know what Jack's plan fully was with uh, Millie and with Grace but so I, I think she would have stepped in, but I just don't know if she would have stepped in in time. Yeah. Because obviously she she was trying to figure stuff out and like collect information with before she acted. I just don't know if it would have been within her timeline that she would have been able to. And um, it might have ended badly if she. Yeah. Yeah, yeah true. Well, at that dinner that they go to at Esther and Rufus's, Grace gets testy. She Mm -hmm. is like done and she can't deal with it anymore. And she just like breaks down crying because Jack is like poking at her about the fact that Millie is about to be moving in with them in about 75 days. And she's just like, I was scared for her in this moment because she was starting to crack and say things that probably helped Esther push Esther that way too of like, Mm -hmm. yeah, this is weird because they use the excuse that Grace had a miscarriage, but it just was a weird exchange. Well, and this is right after you find out that Diane is pregnant. Because she announced that she was pregnant and then Jack was kind of poking at her and poking at her. And then that's when she broke down. And so that's why they used that excuse because he wanted something in reference to the conversation they were having. Um, But yeah, I, I felt so bad for Grace. And that moment when she, I was just like, just keep it together. Like, don't (laughs) let, give them excuse to punish you. Right. It was, yeah, it was heartbreaking. 
Yeah, definitely. I thought it was interesting, though, that um, after they got home, after the dinner, Jack said something to the degree of, like, he almost felt like a normal person. Yes. Um, Yeah. That was really interesting. But then he was like, but I don't want to change because Grace was like, oh, yes, yay, we can get you help. Like, you actually feel like (laughs) a little bit of remorse, maybe. Let's get you help. And he's like, no, I'm good. I like who I am. Yeah. Just, it was there for a glimpse and it was gone just as quickly. Yeah. Well, can you imagine? I can't even imagine somebody being able to act normal for that long. Yeah. And then just have this like 180 second life. Like it still blows my mind. Yeah. I can hardly keep track of my one life, let alone a double life. Yeah. (laughs) I think it, it probably helped. Like to me, it's more crazy that he was able to keep that like to himself when he didn't have anybody. But it's like now that he has grace, at least he has a way to like release that other side of him. Right. So I feel like that would be easier. Like when you have a way to like vent or whatever um, out your obviously issues um, that that's easier for you to um, pretend on the outside. Whereas before he had nobody. So he was literally just like keeping it together somehow, which well, was through his job, probably because. Yeah, he that's true. Represents battered women, but he enjoys hearing about what's happening to them. And all Ugh. Yeah. Sicko. Which we also get a clue into his sickness when we go into the past and we learn that he wants Grace to draw some portraits. Because she's an artist. We, you know, she had that beautiful firefly portrait that she had made, or not portrait, but picture she had made for Jack before she found out he was a crazy person. And um, so now she's like, great, you know, she's been deprived of all of this stuff that she wants to do. And now he's like, oh, yeah, you can do some art. And he brings her down into what is going to be Millie's room in the basement. It's not yellow. And it's not yellow. It's painted head to toe with red. It even said the ceilings and the floor were red. Like that sounds terrible. I don't even like the color red. That sounds like a nightmare to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then he asks her to draw pictures of battered women with their faces all bloody and bruised. Like how sick can you get? Yeah. How horrible would that be to have have to do that, like be forced to do that? That's crazy. Yeah. And you know, she had to do it like perfectly because if she didn't, he was going to punish her or make her do it again or whatever. Yeah. So these these uh, pictures or portraits are actually mentioned, though, I think in the first chapter, because when Esther and Rufus were over for the dinner party, um, they were looking at the uh, Firefly picture and uh, they're like, oh, do you have other work? We'd love to see it. And Jack is basically like, yeah, well, the other stuff is just for Grace and I's eyes only. Yeah. So he made a little reference to it in front of people. So, yeah, 
kind of a little important detail for the future of this book. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and then we also, when, in the past, we um, I think he was rewarding Grace or something. I don't remember what it was, but um, he takes Grace shopping. And this is when we find out she had an attempt to get away because she saw a police officer. And the police officer didn't believe her. And we find out that Jack actually told the police officer that she had some mental issues. So the police are in on it as well, thinking that Grace is just a mental case. And if she's off her pills, then she can't be believed. I'm sorry, but he must have. They don't talk about this, They, but they I just sincerely hope that she had some he fabricated some kind of records or something of yeah. her being you know going to the doctor for mental health and getting prescribed pills and stuff because otherwise I'm so sad because there's so many times that people should have been like well let's look into this further and I feel like there's there's like corrupt people in any industry though so he could probably find a corrupt doctor to like write fake prescription or yeah do a uh yeah a fake diagnosis of her mental issues unfortunately there's people like that sadly uh grace made lots of attempts i mean we uh i don't know if we talked about this in the last episode but you know it's it's funny because jack is not a super he knows he knows what he's doing I, I know I'm not finishing sentences here, but yeah. <laughs> he, when he first cap makes her captive, he's actually giving her some nice things. Like she has a nice big room with a tea and coffee cart and a full bathroom with lots of like things that, you know, maybe if she wasn't locked in that room, it'd be like really nice stuff that she has. And then every time she tried to escape or did something to him she would lose things little by little until she ends up in where we find her in a little box room with a little bed and she has to dry herself with a little hand towel and she gets a sliver of soap and like nothing basically in that room no privacy yeah so we do get to hear about some of her different attempts at escaping, like the one where she cuts out some words from a magazine when she was mm-hmm. allowed to have magazines or newspapers and tried to do a message when they went to yeah. somebody's house for dinner and Jack finds it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And so she gets punished. But it's interesting to hear, like, to see her different attempts at trying to get away. Yeah, it's really. It's very interesting. I thought about this throughout like a lot of the book about how she would go out in public and she would basically try to tell like even strangers and strangers would think that she was crazy. And it's so weird to think about that out of all of her attempts, like everyone thought she was crazy. Yeah. It's so like mind blowing, like nobody, nobody, nobody believed her. Yeah, well, and again, it's like, she's not young. I think she's in her 30s. And it's like, if anybody would have taken any ounce of time to look into her history, they would see she does not have mental... Well, that's not true. She tried to commit suicide when her parents were going to get rid of Millie. Oh, that's right. 
So she did technically have some mental health issues in the past. Yeah, that is true. I, yeah. I completely forgot about that part. Yeah. He picked the per perfect person, that's for sure. <laughs> Man. <clears throat> well, as we keep reading, we go back to the present and they go and visit Millie. And uh, they were trying, you know, Jack was trying to get them to go somewhere else. But Millie's like, let's go to the hotel. And Janice, her, you know, helper at her school was like, oh, yeah, you guys have to go to the hotel because Millie said she's going to tell us all about it on Monday. And we're even thinking of bringing, you know, our team there. And so Jack has no choice but to bring them to the hotel. I love Millie. Millie's I love, so smart. I love that Jack underestimated Millie. Yeah. Like, Millie. yeah. He's Millie. just so, yeah. Smart. Millie's the real MPV of, of this entire book. <laughs> he is. I mean, seriously, this book would not have ended the way that it did without Millie. Mm -hmm. This is Millie, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, what what happens at the hotel, you know, they, Millie remembered this is the bathroom where they can get away from Jack and be together, which it still surprises me. Why did Jack not just make, I wonder why he didn't like press it more to make like Grace wait outside of the bathroom and then let Grace go. I think it's because of the fact that Millie would have made a scene. Yeah, that's true. Because mm -hmm. she did that the first time at the hotel when they first went. And she was like, no, Grace, Grace goes with me. And he was like, no, 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 you can go by yourself. And she started to get louder. And he was like, you know, fine, that's fine. And then yeah. he went with them and went as, you know, as, as far as he could. But I right. think she would have made a scene and he knows that and he didn't want to draw attention. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing that that happened because Millie, so I, again, I don't remember if we talked about this in the last episode, but Millie was having some trouble sleeping. And so her school had um, given her some sleeping pills and, you know, they were saying it was helping. And so Grace was like, yeah, that's totally fine. Keep giving her the sleeping pills if it's helping her sleep. Well, Millie did not need sleeping pills. She was so smart. She was keeping those sleeping pills so that she could give them to Grace so that Grace could kill George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how George the... Clooney feels about this. <laughs> <laughs> probably not great. Assuming that he's, he knows about the book, he probably wouldn't feel that great about what he <laughs> Why does she I wonder if he ever gets people who like meet him and say we we hate George Clooney. Oh, that'd be so sad. He was, he's like, what did I do? Right. I don't know. I feel like he would have a sense of humor about it and would would laugh at it. Probably I mean, not yeah. without context. Well, yeah, he needs some yeah. context. No, no. Like if he read the book, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, but Grace also wanting to protect Millie. She's um, like, no, Millie, we can't do that. She pretends to flush the pills down the toilet, but really she keeps them because she's like, this is the best chance I have at getting out of this situation. So enter the plot to, George, uh, to kill George Clooney. We actually go back and 
it talks about them going back to Thailand. Uh, I think it was like a month after they got married. Um, and they stay in the same hotel in the same room. But this time, Kiko, which was the employee who walked Grace up to her room the first time when she went to the reception and said, you know, I'm being held hostage, you know, all this after their honeymoon. She was the employee who walked her up and was kind of like looking like couldn't make eye contact with her and was kind of looking guilty. Um, she is missing. She was missing when they went back. I thought that was you super interesting. Yeah, they said she was missing. She wasn't there. Well, I didn't take it like she was missing. I thought that they said missing hmm. in the book. Maybe maybe they didn't. She got fired. That's what that <laughs> or mm-hmm. more is what Alyssa's hinting at, it sounds like. Well, that's what I was wondering because I couldn't tell if they were insinuating something bad happened to her or if it was just she got fired because... Like, I don't know why she would have got fired. Yeah. Yeah. It says we were greeted. We went to the same hotel, had the same room and greeted by the same manager. Only Kiko was missing. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, who knows? I was almost wondering if I don't know if Jack would have done something to her, but it just was weird how they phrased it. Yeah, Um, that is interesting. I didn't pick up on that. Hopefully you're okay, Kiko. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we we don't find out. Mm. All right, well, let's go ahead and take a break at this point and um, be back to talk about the exciting conclusion. Welcome back, everybody. (laughs) We're finishing up our discussion of Behind Closed Doors by B.A. Paris. Rhiannon, you had something to say? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, after uh, the part where um, Grace, sorry, she (laughs) name blinked, um, she had put the pills in her shoe. Um, She had come back out and after a little while, after they like finished dinner and stuff and they went to go get ice cream. Um, Jack had basically seen or picked up on a change of mood from Millie because Millie was upset because they couldn't kill George Clooney. <laughs> um, and she he was basically like, what's wrong, Millie? What did you guys talk about in the bathroom? And she's like, it's secret, you know, and he's like, no, no. You can tell me. And she kind of came up with the excuse of, oh, you know, I'm I'm on my period, you know. And he's like, you said that before. Like, what what did you guys talk about? Mm-hmm. And Grace kind of like came up on the fly of, um, well, she wanted to see her room. And I told her, not right now. And at that point, Jack is like, oh, she wanted to see her room. We can make that happen. And... That kind of comes up a little bit later in the same chapter when they go and drop her off for Janice. And he's basically telling Janice, like, yeah, she can, you know, swing by, you know, him thinking, you know, coming up with a plan of not bringing her back. And Grace on the fly at that point was just like, actually, you know, your your birthday is the next weekend or the next Wednesday or whatever 
And she was like, what do, why don't you come along too, Janice? And we can have a birthday party for Millie. Yeah. And yeah, she did that like really smartly and smartly. I don't think smartly is a word, but she did that. <laughs> she, she was very smart. About Brilliantly. It. Brilliantly. There you go. Um, and then eventually, I believe in that same chapter, she invited both Esther and Diane as well to the birthday party. So there'd be multiple people around so that Millie would be safe. Well, that's actually after because, yeah, she, you know, Jack is obviously not happy that Grace invited Janice along. And so she had to come up with an excuse for that. And she's she I love how it like says like she's just like, oh really jack like i invited her so that janice knows <laughs> that mm-hmm. you know where she's going mm-hmm. so she's like duh you know like yeah. trying to play it off as you know make him seem like you know how did you not come up with this plan yourself you're so smart you know yeah mm-hmm. and uh and then esther calls to ask her about something and Jack hands the phone over to her surprisingly but it's because he said they just walked in the door you know from visiting Billy so he didn't really have a choice I think that Grace is like this is the first point in the book where I'm like oh Grace is actually getting to Jack like she's starting to throw him off where he's making mistakes yeah because that was his first normally he can come up with excuses as to why she can't talk on the phone but because they had just walked in the door, he said that instead of coming up with an excuse and it basically forced his hand into, OK, I can't really come up with a reason not to put her on the phone since I yeah. said that. So she's getting in his head a little bit. Yes. Teamwork between her and Millie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, on the phone with Esther, she ends up inviting Esther over even though Esther's like oh no I wasn't trying to impose or like <laughs> and, oh and yeah the, sorry the reason that Esther called actually was because of the whole miscarriage thing at the party oh, she wanted right. to check on her and make sure she was all right so yeah. again Esther just being a great friend yes mm-hmm. and then yeah and Grace is like yeah come on for the birthday party that's a great idea and Esther's like oh no and you know, somehow Grace is keeping her composure on her end. Thankfully, Jack doesn't have a way to listen in on the conversation. Mm-hmm. That would have really sucked. But yeah, she ended up being able to get Esther and Diane invited and like their whole families so that, you know, there would be this huge party for Millie. And then she gets off the phone and she's like, man, they just invited themselves. I don't know what happened. I couldn't get out of it. Like, (laughs) Jack, I was trying to be the perfect wife that you keep mm -hmm. asking me to be. Esther finally likes me. This this was the plan to get her to like me. (laughs) Yeah. And at this point, too, is when he kind of gives away his plan of what he's going to do with them in the future. Because he's like, well, why didn't you refuse? And she's like... Well, you know, I couldn't say the perfect thing at the perfect time, or I'm I'm used to saying something perfect at the perfect time and I couldn't refuse, you know. And then he had brought up basically um that didn't we want uh, or didn't Mora, is that her name? Mora and Gills. Moira. Moira. Yeah. Um they wanted to meet Millie. Um, what are you going to say, you know, to them when they, when they couldn't have met her, you know? Mm -hmm. And he was basically at that point, well, like, well, I was planning on saying that 
she went to go to New Zealand and didn't want to come back. And he was basically saying the same thing about her as well. And at that point, she's like, oh, so that's what he was planning on doing this entire time. Yeah. Grace also manages to get the pills that she put in her shoe. Um, where did she put them? Well, Under she her mattress. had them in her shoe. Under her mattress. Right, wait. Yeah. And she had to get them distracted, which I'm surprised he was so easily distracted. She's like, won't the neighbors be able to see me in here? He's like, no, they can't see anything. <laughs> He's just like craning his neck to look at what she's talking about. And she's able to slip the pills out of the shoe. And just mm-hmm. like, really, Jack? <laughs> yeah. But good good for Grace and good for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Glad, glad that he got distracted. I had a, This is breaking a little bit of the linear fashion of the book, but to that point where she's like trying to figure out if she can, you know, use the sleeping pills on Jack. She gives four to herself. I'm like, why? Why? Four was excessive. I feel like if you're going to test it, four was really excessive. Even why did she have to test it? (laughs) That is true. That was a lot of pills. I think there was like, what was there? 20? I don't know. There was a lot. And if she hadn't tested the four on herself, she probably would have had enough for, you know, for Jack's body weight. Oh, no, yeah. I think you're right. I think there was 20 because she had taken four and she said that there was only 16 left. 16. Yeah. There was 20. Yeah. And she estimated after that that it would take probably like 17 to 20 to actually like kill him. And like, that's yeah. exactly what you had. <laughs> yeah. That's a big mistake <laughs> to have when your uh, life is on the line. Right. Like, why? I don't, especially if you don't even know how much would be bad for you and you give yourself four. Yeah. Like, I don't, yeah. Anyways, I digress. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure most, I mean, I can't say most sleeping bills. I'm not a doctor, but I feel like a lot of, of, uh, medications you take, it's like two pills. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So four, I don't know why you had to take four. Weird. I don't know. I was just yeah. like, you're just being wasteful now. <laughs> and I mean, 16 is, a lot for anybody i feel like yeah it's yeah that's a lot well anyways go ahead ahead. (laughs) no you go ahead no you're good oh i was just gonna say uh the day of the party um they have millie comes and um janice comes with millie and they're looking at all the rooms and Jack is playing his games and says, you want to see your room, Millie? And he, like, has her going into all these different rooms. She's like, it's not this one. It's not that one. And finally finds, quote, unquote, her room. Yeah. Um, And is in love with it and everything. And then everybody else shows up. Esther and um, Rufus. What? Godry. Before we get to that, the chapter right before Millie's party... Um, it went into the past and basically kind of gave insight onto why Grace was so scared of messing up. And it mm. was because he would bring her down into the room that was meant for Millie and he would lock her in there and basically tell her to imagine Millie being in there. And mm. that was so emotionally hard on her. She would like 
scream to get out. Like it, it was very painful, um, especially with all of the portraits that she had done that was hanging up as well. It was very overbearing for her. And it gave a reference in the very first chapter into why she wanted that dinner to be perfect. Because in the very beginning of the book, it talked about how she was so proud of herself on, you know, executing everything perfectly. And Jack would be so happy, you know, and you're kind of like, why, you know, and, and obviously later on, you kind of get insights of, oh, okay, well, that's the way he is. But you don't really fully understand until this point, because if she were to have messed up, she said after five months, this was the first dinner that went perfectly or smoothly. Yeah. And she's like, because if she would have messed up at all at the very beginning of the book's dinner, he would have locked her down in that basement room again and made her basically suffer. Yeah. Sorry if you can hear my dog. He's like literally trying to get in my lap right now and Aww. panting really loud. <laughs> He's like, mommy. <laughs> yeah. sorry let's go ahead on the oh sorry jess <laughs> oh, I was say, yeah just really messed up the torture that he but i mean how she stayed mentally strong through all that i don't know yeah i Crazy. yeah i don't understand it either but she's very strong for having continued trying to or have hope really of i would have been done when the police officer Right. was didn't believe me because i'm like who like yeah who's gonna believe me if they're not the cops that's crazy so and even if i can get somebody else to believe me what are they gonna do except for go to the cops who don't believe me right so right. just a horrible situation um but yeah so they're at the birthday party everybody shows up jack ends up getting um millie some gifts and um then Esther also gets Millie a gift, and I don't remember exactly what it was. I think it, it was, was like a, a box. box. Yeah. yeah, a box. Yeah, with like red satin. Red satin had a bunch of stuff on it, and she's like, "Here, it's to match your room, Millie. Mm -hmm. That Jack has told us that your favorite color is red, red and yeah. your room is going to be red." And Millie is like, "No." My favorite color is yellow. My room Ooh. is yellow. Yeah. And Esther is like, but no, you you told us that it was red. And Diane was like, yeah, he definitely said it was red. And they're both like, oh, and Jack is like, oh, that was just a mistake. I, you know, you know, sometimes we, you know, we all make mistakes type thing. And they're like, yeah, but really strange that you would make the same mistake on two separate occasions. You've told us twice now so that the bold. bedroom is red. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so bold for them to be like, mm, but you said it twice. <laughs> you said it yeah. twice. So I feel like at this point, I'm like, ooh, maybe this will get Diane on board too. So that she'll start being more suspicious of Jack. Yeah. But I don't I'm think that. Sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was like the the nail in the coffin though for Esther, I guess mm -hmm. that's the right analogy, but just where Esther's just like, yeah, no, there's oh, yeah. something really wrong here. Yeah. Um, you know, cause it's fairly quick turnaround from this point to the end of the book. And so again, I think if things hadn't have happened the way that they did, Esther at some point would have stepped in and be like, no, now they're disappeared. Now Jack yeah. back and 
and Grace and Millie are in New Zealand. Like that doesn't jive with me. Yeah. yeah. This was the part that I was referring to a little bit earlier, like because of the fact that she was so like, no, you for sure said that it was red on multiple occasions. And then even afterwards, there was a part where she was like, at one moment, she looks from Jack to the red box with a frown on her face, you know, and she's like, mm, no, there's something wrong. And then she asks again, she's like, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, I keep asking, but like, are you are you sure you're all right, Grace? You know, and obviously Grace is like, yeah, I'm fine. And she's like, you look like you've lost some weight. You, you know, are you real. dieting? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think you're right. At that point, she she was a little bit too suspicious. And I think she would have at, at one point or another stepped in. Yeah, for sure. Well, Grace gets some gifts, too, from Jack, even though it's Millie's birthday. And um, she gets some tickets to Thailand. Yeah. And she's upset because um, it kind of interferes with some plans that she has she kind of mentions she doesn't really talk about the plan right then but she's like i have to execute my plans before we leave on this trip and so she tries to get jack to change his mind and say they can't go but jack is like okay well well we won't go and then maybe millie can just come live with us sooner then and so he gets grace to change her mind about canceling the trip and is like no we'll go i just have to adjust my plans yeah well i don't really understand what his goal was with getting them to go to thailand before millie moved in that's a good question maybe i don't know yeah they don't really talk about that do they no, it like makes me wonder if he was trying to set something else up while they were gone or what. But yeah, I almost wonder if part of me reading it was like, well, once he gets Millie, then why would he need Grace? Because Grace is really just a pain <laughs> and she, she just keeps trying to escape. And why would he want to deal with that and then also have to deal with Millie? at the same time and he doesn't really need her and he can make an excuse as to maybe something happened to her in Thailand and maybe he was planning on getting rid of her. Yeah, maybe. Well, he does reveal more of his like plan because, you know, Grace trying to be smart about it, starts trying to make plans with Esther and Diane after Millie moves in with them. Like, Hey, you know, the kids get along well, we should make sure that they get chances to play together or go to the zoo. And that's when Jack's like, well, you probably might have a hard time with that because we're heading to New Zealand. Which is his second gift to Grace. Yeah. And uh, he's banking on them loving it so much that they want to stay in New Zealand. Yeah. Oh, Jack. So we go back to the past and we are, I love how the past and the present thing works because we started pretty far in the past to start with. And now the past is like within the last week. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so that's where we are here. And Grace has a pile of pills under her mattress because she's trying to, 
you know, determine what's the best way to administer those to, to Jack. And really in my head, I'm like, yeah, girlfriend, how are you going to do that? Because you never get to do anything alone without him. So how's this going to work? And she comes up with a pretty smart idea uh, where she kind of she stops eating and she decides, you know, I'm not going to eat this food. And, you know, that kind of gives her an upper hand on Jack because Jack needs her around at least for a little while. And if she's not eating, then she's not going to be she's already not looking well. She's going to look even worse and not be like well enough to take care of Millie. So she ends up saying, you know, like, you know, I'm just, you know, stressed out about the fact that I haven't been able to escape from you. And, you know, Millie's about to move in with us. And, you know, maybe whiskey, a glass of whiskey will help me to get an appetite. I used to drink whiskey with my dad. And so somehow Jack falls into it, the trap and he brings whiskey to her. And that puts in motion her plan to start getting him to bring her whiskey regularly, as well as for him to come with his own glass of whiskey to share with him, with her. So, it almost doesn't work, too, because of the fact that she takes the the sip of whiskey and she makes like that really bitter face because she's never I think it says she's never drank whiskey before. Either that or she doesn't really like it. Yeah. Um, but either way, but, he's like, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was saying, but I feel like that could have been something that could have easily been played off. Like, man, like I haven't drank whiskey in X amount of time. So I'm just not used to the taste anymore. I think she actually says something to that degree. Yeah, she's like, I'm just like, yeah, well, she says it's a plastic cup. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever drank oh, yeah. out of a plastic cup? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, it does say that she had never drunk whiskey before in her life. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, not the best alcohol to <laughs> try to take on. I feel like I don't even really like whiskey that much, so it would have been hard. But I guess, I mean, I guess there's no good alcohol to try to like pretend that you like if you don't like it so yeah i think she did pretty good under the circumstances yeah she's very smart for observing that he had whiskey all the time yeah but then we go back to the present and we kind of like don't get a lot of insight we just it's just grace waiting outside for esther to come pick her up and we're like whoa yeah. What just happened? How is she outside? Why is she waiting for Esther to come pick her up? It just kind of flips, yeah. <laughs> flips it on us. So um she's about she, to take a flight. Yep. We know she she's tells, heading to Thailand. Mm-hmm. And she's telling Esther that um Jack was uh lost his case and that he was staying behind and that he was going to come meet up with her later in yeah, a few days an important point because with jack's attorneyship <laughs> i don't know if that's a word but he had never lost a case before 
Mm-hmm. But for this Thomason case, he ended up losing. And so it was like worked out too perfectly for her to be like, yeah, he's just super upset about losing this his first case ever. He doesn't want to be drowning in paperwork after coming back from vacation. So he told me to go ahead and he would meet up with me later. Yeah. And Esther's like, oh, well, you know, maybe because he's so depressed, um, we can ask him to come over to have dinner with us one of these nights so that he's not alone. And Grace is like, yeah, but, you know, he said that he just wants to be alone, so he might not pick up the phone. He told me to leave voicemail and that he'll get back to me, um, you know, as soon as he can. But for the most part, he's, you know, not really talking to people. Yeah. Um, And then Esther says, hey, well, while you're gone, can we take... Can I take my kids to go see Millie? They really hit it off at the birthday party. And Grace is like, yes, I would love that. Um, Please do that. Um, And then she drops, uh, Esther drops Grace off and she sits down to wait for her flight to take off. Yep. And I'm like, what happened? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It promptly goes back to the past again. And uh, her trying to come up with the plan still about how to kill uh, Jack. And, um, you know, it's more of them talking about the plan and uh, how he's going to basically have them want to stay in New Zealand with her parents. And she's like, well, what would you do about my parents then? Like, what if they keep, you know, start asking around? And he's like, I'm probably going to have to kill them. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's Yeah. And so then, you know, it's more of her building on trying to get him to trust her, basically. You know, like, I haven't tried to escape in a long time. Why can't I stay down in the living room area? You know, and he's not fully trusting yet, but she is has convinced him to come and share a whiskey with her every night. And he ends up Um, just kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to point out one one thing. So we actually do find out why uh, uh, why Grace um, tests for the pills. We don't know why she tested four of them, but she did want to test them because she wanted to make sure that they would dissolve in water. Um, Why did you have to test it to do that? You could just easily see that. Yeah, but then what are you going to do with it after that? Dump it, I guess. Down the sink. Yeah. It down also, the sink. But I'm like, she deserves a good night rest. <laughs> it also mentions that she wanted to see how potent they were. Oh. So she had taken four. Oh, yeah, the taste. Um, yeah, the taste as well as like how, how strong they were. Yeah. I don't know why you would need to test four of them unless they were like... Super, you know, super light sleeping pills. A number four does not make sense at all. (laughs) The number of pills. But I do understand how she wanted to test, like, how strong they were. Um, Even though I'm like, 20 seems like more than enough for anybody. But still, but I also understand, like, the taste. Like, because if there's a taste, then it's not, I mean... But there's a big difference between four and then, what, 16 that she was going to give him. So, like, even that yeah. doesn't give you an accurate, That's I don't know, true. it's just weird. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, if there's no taste, then you know that 
you know, even with more pills, there's not going to be a taste, right? So yeah. I don't know. But that's what she does. <laughs> <laughs> we can't explain that part. No. Nope. Um, but yeah, we end up finding out after she tests the pills again that there's not going to be, it's not going to be enough to kill him. It's just going to be enough to basically, you know, knock him off his feet and you know maybe make him pass out for a while and then she'd have to figure out how to finish the job basically but he's been confiding in her on the case and one of the times that he comes up to have whiskey with her he's like okay hurry up and finish because you need to pack for thailand tomorrow and she's like oh man you know because her her goal was to do this before they left for thailand and she expected that he was going to cancel that trip because the case was not wrapped up yet but he's like no it'll be wrapped up tomorrow we're going to find out the decision and so you know we're leaving yeah, either way, because if he did win, then there's no reason to cancel the trip. And even if he didn't win, he's like, there's going to be a lot of reporters and stuff, and I don't really want to face them. So it'll be good to get away. Yeah. So Grace is like, okay, well, that escalated my plans because now I have to do tomorrow. Like, this is all going down tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we get back, yeah. When we get back to the present, we see that again she's you know flying to thailand she feels good about the fact that millie is safe at school and it's interesting because you know we just got done reading the present chapter a couple chapters ago where it's like oh great she got away she killed him and she's you know setting herself up to you know make it seem like maybe he committed suicide or something and but you know she has nothing to worry about anymore it's gone but in this chapter, we keep hearing her say, like, she's worried Jack's going to, you know, appear all of a sudden, or she's worried that, you know, maybe Millie is in danger if he ends up getting to her. And you're just kind of like, what? Like, isn't he dead? See, and this is the, where the start of my trust issues started to take a dive. Why? Tr- because I was just like, oh, he's going to show up for sure. He's not dead. He found a way to somehow, I don't know what happened to him, but somehow he's out and about and he's coming for her or he's coming for Millie and it's not going to end well. And I was really like the whole rest of the book, I was super paranoid. Like yeah. even up to the end, I was like, no, this isn't real. I honestly think he that would have such a good plot twist though. No. Nope. I think it would. <laughs> yes. You end up like you're reading all of this. You get to the very end and she like makes eye contact with Jack. And then no! you- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would have be been horrible. <laughs> yeah, I kind of thought the same thing though. Like after reading that chapter, I kind of just thought that she was successful in giving him the pills, but I didn't think that he had died. I think that he had just like, I don't know, just maybe she thought that after giving it to him, like she wasn't even convinced that he would, you know, overdose from them, but that he would wake up eventually and, you know, she would have to figure out the rest later. So I kind of thought that that's why she fled so quickly is because she didn't come up with something afterwards 
to kill him. What would have been the point of the pills? To escape. To give her time to escape. Well, and then, but why would she escape to the place that they were planning on going to? <laughs> that, that's my only thing. Because when I thought, when they were saying that she was going to the airport, I was like, oh, she's going to get Millie and they're going to run. They're going somewhere else. I, that was my first thought, too. But then it said that she was in Thailand. And I was like, that's dumb. Like, <laughs> why is she in Thailand? Um, so, yeah, I don't know that. I thought that, okay, she gave him the pills and he's just passed out somewhere. And I was like, but what if he gets out? Like, what if he escapes? Like, that's just a, there's a, like a lot riding on him not being able to, to, or not waking up if that was her plan or not being able to get out of wherever she had trapped him. Yeah. So, yeah, that's also what played into my trust issues. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because so when she's in Thailand, she's, you know, again, setting it up, setting up her story. And so she makes several calls to him to say like, hey, hope you're doing good. Looking forward to when you're here. It's boring here without you. Blah, blah, blah. I kept waiting every time she made those phone calls for him to pick up the phone. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That would have been another good plot twist. <laughs> Hello, Grace. So you thought you killed me. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would have been so terrifying. Oh, yeah. yes. But I was waiting for it. It never happened. We need, we need uh, uh, her to write an alternative uh, ending. <laughs> oh, that would be super cool. <laughs> that would actually be really cool. I mean, yeah. I like the ending, how it, you know, is, but still it would be cool to have an alternative ending. Yeah. We should write into BA Paris. Hey, mm-hmm. you got some ideas, alternative ending. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, so Grace is basically just chilling in Thailand at this point. She's, I can't even imagine how good it probably felt. I mean, she she was free, but kind of not at the same time because she still had to play her cards pretty well. Mm-hmm. But can you imagine after being held hostage for that long, having somebody by your side every second that you're terrified of? And now she's just like, oh, I'm going to go down to the bookstore or, oh, I'm going to go get breakfast. Like she has this freedom now. Yeah. And they even upgraded her room. So she's in a nice room, like a suite. And she gets to eat whenever she wants. And yeah, just kind of not fully relaxed, but kind of relax a little bit or at least appear like she's relaxing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So and then she um, does an excursion. Because she wants to be out of the hotel room, um, you know, as much as possible to keep up appearances. And she meets this couple on the excursion and they're just she's talking about Jack and what a great husband he is and um, about his case and all this stuff. And they're like, oh, well, when he gets here, um, let's all have dinner. We would love to do that. And so um, they make plans. But then. Um, she keeps making her voicemails and then she waits the day that Jack's supposed to show up. Am I getting ahead? Is there something else that I'm missing? I don't think so. Like, um, I don't remember in what, at what point she calls Adam. Well, she calls Jack's office and is like, Hey, has Jack came in at all? Have you seen him? Cause she's talking to Adam, which is one of his friends uh, es- uh, not Esther's husband. Uh, Diana's? Diana's, yeah. 
and they work, um or they like, don't oh. work together never mind rufus works with him right no no think, adam works in the same company there's not yeah, the same, same company. Uh, oh okay not the same positions though yeah yeah and adam's like wait jack didn't go with you to england he didn't say anything about not going with you and she's like yeah you know he came home he didn't want to be buried in paperwork when he got back. So he just told me to go ahead. And I just feel like everybody must have been feeling like it was a little strange too. Because she obviously was acting a little different than she would have been before. Also with Jack constantly by her side. Mm-hmm. So just kind of interesting thought too. But Adam is in on like trying to figure out what's going on with Jack. And... It's funny. Well, actually, I'll wait till we find out exactly what happens to Jack. But um, yeah, Adam doesn't go around to visit at the house or anything. He just kind of is like, well, just wait, you know, see yeah. if Jack turns up or not. Yeah. In the meantime, he's like, I'm going to call around to see if anybody's heard from him. Um, if anybody knows what's going on. And then Jack doesn't show up in Thailand. And Grace asks Mr. Ho, which is the um, manager of the hotel, um, to check the flights to see if his flight had landed. She's like, I'm really worried. Um, He didn't show up. And then he was like, oh, well, his flight has been delayed. And she's like, oh, thank goodness he's supposed to be here. So then she waits a little longer and he still doesn't show up. And she uses the phone like in front of Mr. Ho and leaves him a voicemail and is like, I'm really worried. Um, I, you know, I need you to call me back, Jack. Like, this is this is not cool. Like, I need to know that you're OK. Um, yeah. And then Mr. Ho convinces her. He's like, he's he's probably fine. You know, um, maybe he's just going to show up on a later flight, go, you know, get some breakfast and, you know, we'll, we'll see where this goes, basically. But Jack never shows up and she calls Adam again and Adam's like, you know, I'll phone hospitals. I'll find out, you know, maybe he got in an accident on the way to the airport or, you know, something happened, but Adam is not you know, having any success with talk, finding anybody that's uh, talked to Jack or, you know, any of the hospitals, obviously. And so he decides at that point that he'll go ahead and go check on, on him at the house. And Jack does not answer the door. So then he calls the police and, the pl- and you know, because of how long Jack's been missing, they agree um, to break into the house to see if they can figure anything out. Mm. and they find him dead dead jack is dead but he didn't die from the overdose mm. he dies from dehydration vengeance for molly someone's gonna be so happy about that <laughs> vengeance for molly <laughs> <laughs> but we very ironic ironic no. yeah uh, we find out how it happened, though, because, uh, again, Grace had to do it that night or that day that of the um, when the trial verdict. And so when he comes home, she's, you know, worried, like, you know, it was all hinging on him coming up with that glass of whiskey for her. 
and he does and i found this so funny like i can i'm trying to picture the scene of him of him like checking in her eye and she's you know moving her arm around getting like how how did she do that without that him what i was thinking too because i was like i was also picturing it in my mind and even because she said it was her left eye so if he would come in whether he was on the left or the right side of her like she either way like if he was like right up in her eye like he would have still seen him in his peripheral vision her shaking her arm right at least i would think so she must have been like like, super stealthily or something yeah and she like mixes the whiskey with her finger when she gets the pills in there i don't know (laughs) just kind of funny yeah, that was a little strange. The only thing I could imagine was that she was kind of putting her hand up like, oh, I'm going to try to help you type of thing. And yeah, like that's why we need a movie so we can see this happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so she does that. And then she but wait, isn't she holding both glasses? Not at first. She was holding hers and she hers. puts pills in hers. And then she's like, oh, let me hold yours so that you can get a better look. And then she oh, gotcha. in hers. Yeah. She was like, can't you open your eye more? And she's like, no, it hurts too much. And he was like, well, okay, I guess. And she was like, can you do it with your other hand? And she's like, I can hold your drink for you. And he was like fine whatever and so she holds his drink and he opens her eye more and that's when she had switched the glasses yeah i definitely thought that he saw her do this and i was like oh it's not gonna end well for you grace right but no he doesn't he doesn't notice her putting it in and he takes a sip of it but doesn't completely or no, maybe he does down it in one shot, but he notices that there's some of the powder floating yeah. in the glass. And I was like, no, 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 don't look down. Don't look right. at your glass. And yeah, he doesn't do it in one swig, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. He doesn't notice the powder either. She noticed, yeah. but he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. She notices it, but, and she's, I'm just like, no, don't, <laughs> don't notice Jack. <laughs> But he has to open his mouth one one more time saying like how much he enjoys sitting opposite the battered women that he represents and seeing images of them getting beaten up. And she gets mad and throws the rest of her whiskey in his face and prematurely. Yeah, she's like, oh, shouldn't have done that yet. But they give us her time to run away because he can't see momentarily. And she runs downstairs. She hides in the closet. And he's trying to find her. He's really angry. And then he opens the closet and she's afraid of getting locked in the closet. So once he gets to the closet, she just runs out at him and basically, I don't know, goes to his feet for some reason. Yeah, she like slumps down to his feet. Yeah. And he drags her down to the basement Mm -hmm. and she can tell that he's starting to feel the effects of the pills because he's starting to slur his words. So she's able to push him over and then lock him into the room. Yeah. This room is, has no handle or any way to exit out of the room if you're locked in it. Yep. And then she goes straight to work. She's like, I need to take these whiskey glasses, clean them, put them back. 
I need to get my uh, luggage. I need to get dressed. Um, she finds her passport and ID. And then she starts looking for some money. And then she couldn't remember how to phone a taxi. Which I thought was interesting. But yeah, I'm like, it's only um, a year. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's super weird. Um, but she did remember Esther's number. So she's like, I'm going to call Esther and I'm going to get Esther to give me a number of a taxi or have her get me a taxi. And Esther's like, I'll take you. <laughs> and she's like, no, I would much rather take a taxi. And she's just like, no, like, I insist. I, you know, want to take you to the airport. And um, she's still, Grace is still not having it. She's like, no, I'm, I'm good. Just give me a number taxi and Esther's like why won't you let me help you and she's like dang she got me (laughs) you have to let her drive me to the airport so she's like okay you can help me please come pick me up so um then we go back to the present and after finding out that Jack is dead she is on her way home and she starts thinking about what she's going to tell the police when they yeah. start questioning her. Because they could look at it as suspicious rather than suicide. Mm-hmm. And she's like, should I tell them that I knew the room existed? Or should I say that I didn't know about it at all because it was kind of hidden, you know, in the base um yeah, in the basement, it was kind of like hidden in the back. So there's a possibility I wouldn't have known about it. And but because she's been locked in the basement before, she's worried like her DNA. Yeah. And the basement, so there's a chance she could get caught in a lie there. Mm-hmm. And I so say, yeah. I was super worried right after she had locked him in the basement. Like, did he have some kind of secret lever or something in there to where, like, if that happened, you know, who who's to say he couldn't accidentally have got locked in there at some point? And the word lover. Have a way out. <laughs> the word lover. Oh, it just lover. Says, wrong, wrong lover. lover. <laughs> wrong lover. <laughs> but then I was like, no, Jack would have been too afraid to put something in there for Grace to discover. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking, too, because I was like, what if there was something? But he would over, not overthink, but he would play out his moves to the point where he would figure out each situation yeah. before, so that he would be one step ahead of Grace at all points. And I was like, there's no way he would have done something like that, because in the off chance that she were to have found like the lever or whatever, like something to get herself out of the room, then he would at no point, like, I guess he obviously know because he's always around, but like it would give her a chance to escape and he wouldn't want that. Yeah. I'm just wondering, like at any point she could have, when he brought her down there, couldn't she have found something to hit him over the head with and then him into So you would have thought he would have, thought of that possibility maybe maybe he did didn't like it was a threat because she did at one hit over the head without a bottle and she just didn't hit him hard enough 
at that point and it explains why because she was afraid of killing him but like maybe he thought in his mind that oh she can't hit me you know hard enough anyways even if there is something that she could find true yeah but yeah he should have thought about that possibility (laughs) yeah yeah it Um, is very interesting throughout this entire book how towards the end of it all she kind of gets him to start not thinking one step ahead yeah of things and outwitting him especially with her emotions because of the fact that she he would know one step ahead the thing that she was trying to do kind of like thought one step ahead of him thinking one step ahead yeah and that's how she kind of like formulated everything but then not only that but because she had that pattern in her behavior she played on that as well yeah she built up so much of a reputation of you know being disappointed and having those like lethargic thoughts of oh you know it's just never gonna happen you know i'm never gonna escape you know kind of thing well and his biggest thing was yeah he may have thought about thought ahead of everything that grace would have done but he didn't think of millie as a threat at all Right. So that was his biggest mistake is underestimating her and what he was capable of coming up with. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we get clued back into the present where Grace is heading back to England and she's expecting Diane and um, Adam. Adam to be picking her up and Esther is there to pick her up instead. And she's (laughs) like, oh. I can't deal with Esther. Like, not that, I mean, Esther's a great friend, but she's just like, she's too smart. (laughs) Yeah, and she's like, she's going to ask questions. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I'm not ready yet. (laughs) But we quickly find out because Esther's like, let's have some coffee. And Esther's like, yeah, you know, like, uh, he, you you knew about that room, right? And (laughs) Grace is like, yeah. And, um, she's like, uh, let's see. She well, said, she starts out with, oh, sorry, go ahead, Liz. Oh, she, I was just going to say, she said, but he under, she telling Grace that he underestimated how many pills he would need. So he ended up, um, resigning. Yeah. Regaining consciousness and yeah. Died of dehydration four days later. So, um, she also was like, oh, it was really out of character for him to take his life. So he must have been devastated to lose that case. And he must have told, um, you grace that his career was over. Um, but you didn't take notice because it was in the heat of the moment. And also, um, he must have been so eager for you to leave, um, that when you were um, uh, so eager for you to leave so that he could take the pills when you were gone. Right. Yeah. And, and, and she's like, the fact that he knew the door to the room of the basement couldn't be opened and he realized he might not have enough pills, but was determined to kill himself. Mm-hmm. And she's like, do you know where he got the pills from? Did he sometimes take sleeping pills? And she's like, oh, well, you know, they were prescribed by a doctor and he bought them over the counter, but they're the same pills that Millie was taking. Um, but 
I do remember him asking Miss Goodrich the name of them, which he did because he wanted to know exactly what Millie was taking. Um, and she's like, well, you know, the police will certainly ask you if you knew if the room existed. And um, you did, didn't you? Because uh, Jack showed it to you, right? Yeah. And she was just keep- like, <laughs> yeah asking all these questions of like yeah you remember it this way right right and the clencher is at the end when she's like yeah we were the last two people to see jack alive right we mm-hmm. saw him waving from the study and grace is like did you <laughs> and, and esther's like i did yeah and so at this point grace knows esther knows and esther's helping her and so she whispers a thank you and she's like, but, you know, why? Why are you going to help me? Did Millie say something? And she's like, no, Millie only said she didn't like George Clooney. <laughs> and so Grace is like, well, why are you helping me then? And Esther says, what color was Millie's room, Grace? And Grace says, red. And she's like, that's what I thought. I cried so much. Oh, <laughs> that's the last sentence. I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" Like that's what did it in. Yeah, yeah. it that gives me crazy. shivers every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that I was like, uh, I don't know if that's the best answer to tell the police was when she said, "You know, and the paintings." And Grace was like, "I didn't see any paintings. He must have hung them later." And I was like, mm-hmm. "But Diane and Adam knew that you painted." the firefly picture and so does esther and rufus so i don't know if saying that you didn't paint them was the best move eh, i feel like diane and um rufus adam diane and adam Adam, yes Mm -hmm. i feel like they aren't smart enough (laughs) that's true (laughs) they're a little bit clueless yeah yeah but yeah, that last sentence, Ugh. verse, Ugh. Where she's, <laughs> she's like, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so Esther and Millie are the heroes of the story. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. Mo- so more we- so Millie, but <laughs> Millie. Yeah, for real. She needs some major props. Yeah. But she was scared. She's like, I'm t- Grace, you better figure this out. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So who are we casting as Jack? Oh, this was the hardest one for me to try to figure out. But I do have two potential people for Jack, and I don't know how I feel about it 100%. But Jack is a little bit older. Um, Not like, I think he was, he's not old, but he was older than Grace. Yeah. Um, So... I was thinking Wentworth Miller. Hmm. Have you guys... What was he in? Um, I think his biggest role... Well, so he was in a Mariah Carey music video. <laughs> um, But he was also in a show called Prison Break. I think oh, that was his biggest show. Yeah. But he just... Ha- the look about him looks like he could be very, like charming he's he's very handsome but he also looks like he could have a dark side yeah he does or my other one and you guys might not agree with this one because it's literally out of the blue but 
I think they were also they they have mentioned that Jack looks like a better looking George Clooney. So I'm like, <laughs> uh, I don't know, like maybe I can find somebody that kind of looks like George Clooney, maybe. Um, Zachary Quinto. Mm-mm, no. No. Mm, no. <laughs> no. Okay. I, I can't. He's out. I don't. I don't think he's like that kind of handsome. Yeah. I don't know. But and I also don't see him looking like George Clooney. <laughs> but I saw it a little bit. I was like looking back and forth at bit. pictures of them and like mm. he looks like he could be a little bit young, like a little bit when he was younger. I think George Clooney should get a shot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he could that, that would actually pretty funny in the I movie. Would. I hate yeah. George Clooney. <laughs> but I think he's a little older than what Jack is. Yeah. One of the people I had for Jack was Henry Cav- Cavill. I don't know how to say his mm. name. But he is, um, he was in Superman. Superman. Yeah. And he was also Sherlock in Enola Home. He was also in The Witcher. Yes. So, I haven't seen any of those things. Yeah, he definitely, you know. You haven't seen Man of Steel? Mm, I don't think so. Oh. I don't really like DC movies. I didn't see it either. But I can I like see that. him looking very businesslike and then being very evil, like with bad intentions. As long as he shaves the mustache. I yeah, no saw mustache. a picture of him with the mustache. <laughs> Who do you have, Rie? Um, Actually, I couldn't think of literally anyone for any of these people. Mm-hmm. I couldn't picture anyone for some reason. I don't know why, but for some reason, this book, I couldn't picture anyone. I, I don't know if they ever really talked about a time frame of where this um, set place in, like if it was like our present time or if it was like an older setting but in my head i just pictured it being like a more classic type movie um i don't know mm. so i was that's kind of when i was look thinking of characters i was kind of thinking in that way um mm. so for grace i was thinking somebody a couple people who have kind of more of a classic look is um amy adams mm. for grace or that'd be interesting possibly julianne huck Interesting. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I was thinking of I don't know how to say your name again. Um Sawiers? I don't know how to say it. It's spelled S A O I R S E. From Little Woman? Yes. Sars Sar oh. It was it's not pronounced at all how it's Sars spelled, Renin? I don't think. Sar- yeah. Yeah. Um, but I know who you're talking about. Yes, I I think that that I picture that yeah. kind of face. <laughs> as, yeah, she's a good actress. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. How about for Esther? Um, I didn't really think about Esther too much. I was thinking because she they described her tall, blonde, thin, and pale blue eyes. So I was thinking maybe somebody like Margot Robbie or maybe even Scarlett Johansson. Um, those, I think, kind of fit that yeah. description. 
And like Scarlett Johansson is really good at playing the very like, um, what's the word? Smart, at another intuitive women. Yeah. So I think she would play that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think she's very tall though. I don't know. It doesn't have to be exact. <laughs> she could wear heels. That's true. I'm interested though, because again, we talked about this in the last episode that they are some a movie production company bought the rights to this book. So maybe no. I want to see it. I want to see some of this stuff. I think it'd be such a good thriller if they execute it correctly. Only yeah. if they cast every person we decided we on. Decided, yeah. <laughs> We, we will go on. We should strike. be the head of casting. Yeah, <laughs> that's our that's our our goal, right? The BB, BBS <laughs> podcast turns into a casting company. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's gross. Well, we need to grow a little bit. <laughs> we have All to right. have big goals, right? Big goals, yeah. Well, uh, oh, Alice Reed, did you have something to say? Uh-uh. Nope. Oh, all right. Well, that is the end. That is our uh, b- the um, behind closed doors by B. A. Paris. And so, oh, before we wrap up, overall, how many stars would you guys give it? I would give it like a four and a half. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I feel like if um, it didn't play with my head so much. <laughs> It might have been perfect five stars. No, um, no, there's just a few things in there that like I feel like could have been written a little bit better, but um, just kind of small things. I think overall it was really, really well written and it kept you on the edge of your seat the whole time. Like you just you wanted to keep reading to figure out how it all played out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think have- I'd give it like a. Give it like a 4.7 or a 4.8. Yeah. Nice. I would give it probably the same. I think that like I've obviously read it before, like I mentioned, and the second around it was just as good, just as riveting, just as like, you know, sometimes when you read through something again, you're like, oh, well, I didn't catch that the first time. That's kind of, you know, unbelievable or you know, not very well written now that I know the end, but this one is solid. I, mm-hmm. My favorite book by B.A. Paris. Yeah. Really good. But, so. I mean, maybe five stars if we get our alternative ending. Yes. <laughs> Can we make that happen? Get this alternate ending going. <laughs> how How should it completely end? Like with her making eye contact, like you were saying? Or with one, so like yeah. her making eye contact as she's like in Thailand, maybe something. You know, she comes home after going out to the bookstore and going down to breakfast, and she gets up into her room, and he's just sit- sitting there, maybe for Ooh. her. Or the phone call one where she's making the phone yeah. calls, and he answers, and he's like, "Hello, Grace," and then it's just I- the end. Yeah, I think that it should have been the final phone call, though, that she made. Like, yeah. okay, this is the last phone call I have to make, then I'm like, I'm good. 
Right. And he answers the phone. I think that would have been good. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I would hate that. <laughs> if, well, then if, it would have opened it up for a second book. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. like. To happen, there would need to be a second book because I, yeah. I, I hate cliffhangers like that personally what you know then it's like opens room to so many different possibilities that could happen and i'm like no i didn't get my closure (laughs) yeah all right well that is all that we have for this episode and so you enjoyed if you read along with us or just listened um, along to our podcast um, hope you enjoyed our discussion about behind closed doors next week we are going to have a special episode of um, an author of a children's book who is going to come on to our podcast our first guest and um, his name is Daryl Gray And uh, we're going to be taking a look at a children's book that he wrote during the time that his mother um, was having um, health issues and passed away. And um, he completed the book by her side while she was in the hospital for much of 2020. So we're very excited to have our very first guest. And um, yeah, we hope to uh, see you here next week. So until then, bye. Okay, bye. Oh, no. Oh, no. She got out. Rhiannon, you got to say bye again. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) See y'all next week. for listening to books between sisters if you are a book lover and enjoyed our discussion we'd love to hear more from you please feel free to follow us on twitter or instagram or both at bbs underscore pod you can also send us book suggestions or questions at books between sisters pod at gmail.com or if you'd like you can find us on ko-fi.com forward slash bbs podcast if you want us to buy us any coffee, books, or just donations of any kind.